0: Freestyle travel. Hey, everybody. This is the Freestyle Travel Show. I'm your host, Kenny Flannery, and I'm in Mississippi. Yup, Been here a lot over the last year or two, popping in and out, making bivvy packs. This time is no different. Just trying to make these bivvy packs. Man, uh, it's my backpack that transforms into a little bit of a tent. You guys know that. Uh, If you don't, Shit, I'm trying to sell some. <laughs> FreestyleTravelGear.com. Uh, I've been selling some. That um, Basically, I did that Kickstarter back in the day. My whole timeline is so screwed up, man. Like a year ago, less than a year ago, <laughs> whenever I did that Kickstarter. Yeah, it was about a year ago. And yeah, so I've got more material left over and more people who generally have been expressing interest, so I'm making more. So yeah, you can go to freestyletravelgear.com and uh, order yourself one, because that's what I've been doing here. But uh, yeah, last episode, where I left off, uh, that was a Liz Stewart episode. That was an intense one. That was uh, Liz Stewart, this girl I met in Alabama sometime last year. And yeah, I did this whole March for Marijuana Skipped town before it happened, took off with a bunch of people's money. Well, (laughs) better put, she spent the money before she even left, and uh, just disappeared off the map. Anyways, I did an episode with her, catching up, because I lost track of her for a long time, and uh, yeah, found her in Albuquerque. So that was the last episode, if you guys listen to that, that's where I was. I was basically road tripping across the country, driving my friend's Jeep from... San Diego to New Orleans So I stopped in Phoenix And then I stopped in Yeah Albuquerque And uh yeah I hung out with her For a few days Or a week or something I don't know a little while And yeah Felt that moment where it's time to leave That's often how it goes with me I'll just wake up in the morning and be like Yeah yeah I'll be hanging out here for a few more days And then just some moment hits I'm like nope time to go <laughs> the itch is on so yeah I I took off and damn I drove straight I drove straight from Albuquerque to New Orleans stopping only for gas that was it only for gas and wants to pull over to the side of the road when the police pulled me over (laughs) got a little speeding ticket in there I'm uh I'm pretty good at driving Aaron doesn't think so (laughs) But uh, I'm pretty good at driving. I'm just not good at uh, legally driving. I don't know. I'm just so used to like I grew up playing Mario Kart and everything. Like that was you know before I had a driver's license. You're playing Mario Kart, so you're on the road in a way, in a video game. But like you know, that's your sensory deal. is so you're on the road, and the whole deal is to get in front of the car that's in front of you. So that's how I drive. <laughs> that's how I drive. If, I, if I'm on my own, if I'm on a road and there's no cars. I'm just sort of kicking it at like 70, 80 miles per hour. I'm good. But if there's a car in front of me, I'm like, especially if they're just like a little bit in front of me, just like kind of hanging out around the same speed or a little bit faster or slower, I definitely got to pass them. So anyways, one of those cars that I passed in the middle of the night was a cop. So yeah, he pulled me over and uh, my friend Shauna, she had given me. I reached in the glove box to get whatever he asked for, um, your license and registration, all that. So, and boom, I opened the glove box and there's an envelope with my name on it, Kenny Flannery. And I'm like, all right, sweet. That's got to be all the stuff. And uh, she had like really been proactive. She like printed out a big blown up copy of her ID and stuff. And um, cop was taking a while, and I guess he had actually called her. <laughs> while he was in the car, just making sure I wasn't stealing the car, been arrested for that once, (laughs) that's a whole nother story, can't go to Canada anymore, Uh, yeah, so, anyways, he comes back, and, I don't know, I'm so used to dealing with the police hitchhiking, I never ever get screwed, you know, so, I was kind of in that mindset, just super casual with the dude just talking, answering questions, so. I don't know, part of me thought I wasn't going to get a ticket, but (sighs) that's driving. That's why hitchhiking is the ultimate form of transportation in the end. So, anyways, that was that drive. Just driving straight. Got a ticket, so I I wrote that book, uh, Six Pack of Hitchhiking Stories. Um, You can go on Amazon and get it. But uh, my whole first royalty check is finally going to be coming in, I think, in the next couple weeks. And it's all going toward that speeding ticket. <laughs> so this whole book that I took months to write, yeah, my big first paycheck is just going to be gone. As soon as it gets here, it's yeah, all going to go to that speeding ticket. I kind of thought about not paying the ticket for a little bit, but it looks like it'd be a problem. It looks like it'd be a big problem if I didn't pay it because I deal with the police, like I was saying, so much, like hitchhiking, they usually run my ID, and like, it usually is fine, but I think there'd actually be a warrant out, and it'd be nationwide, not just Texas, and avoiding Texas is not really feasible, I mean, I could, but be kind of a pain, so, that's that, but whatever, it is what it is, I got to New Orleans right there in the morning, my friend Shauna had a Bloody Mary waiting for me, breakfast cooked up, caught up, and yeah went on out and about had a good time really uh it's uh (laughs) no we didn't go out in new orleans actually we she was going to biloxi so we went out and like hit some spots on the way to biloxi and my friend's not here so i just kind of set up shop here and started yeah sewing up bivy packs had all the materials stashed away kind of scattered actually that was kind of a pain but uh, I found mostly everything, and yeah, started sewing, and then went back to New Orleans. There's actually a Flix bus goes from here to New Orleans for four ninety nine, four bucks, five bucks. So I took that to New Orleans, and actually got my party time in with uh, Shauna and company, and everybody else. And that was pretty debaucherous, <laughs> really. That was chaos on all levels. But it's fun. It was New Orleans is always a good time. Unfortunately, I left there totally broke. I was already pretty broke when I got there. And we're going to like topless pool parties. And we're bar hopping at 3, 4, 5, 6 in the morning. She works crazy hours as a bartender. So the first night I got there, she literally got home at like 2 a.m. And she's like, let's go out. I'm like, yep. New Orleans is a 24-hour city. So you can do that. Uh, and we did multiple times. So I was doing that, and then, yeah, kind of a bummer to go to New Orleans and not have the money for food. That's one of my favorite parts about New Orleans, like Muffaletta, Jambalaya, Gumbo, Verti Mart down there in the quarter. There's a, a lot of spots that I like, and there's always new spots to discover. And, uh, yeah, didn't really get to do any of that. And, yeah, just some really, really drunken nights like wandering home, staggering home. Uh, Sean, I was having some pretty crazy nights. We'd get split up and yeah, it was just chaos all over the place really. And then finally the morning came where I was going to go and I was thinking maybe taking that Flix bus again, but I was out of money, out of money. Like I think at that point I was down to about 30 bucks just in life, you know? And, uh, like, and the ticket had gone up from 5 bucks to 15 so I'm like, I can't do it, you know? What am I going to do? <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't. I just got to hitchhike back, so that's not, you know, nothing new, really. So, uh, you know, New Orleans, it takes, from where I was at, took like a good two hours to walk from my friend's place to like a reasonable spot to hitchhike. Luckily, some dude picked me up on the way. Like I just had my headphones and I was like, you know, cause I'm walking through residential and stuff. And this dude just in a pickup truck, once I got closer to the bridge, just knew what I was doing, stopped and got my attention, let me hop in the back. And then the rides began. So I think it took me seven, eight rides to get back here to Bloxy, but did that. Um, it was a pretty easy day of hitchhiking as far as like the rides coming and it's a lot more mellow in Louisiana and Mississippi, as far as walking on the highway, which is what I prefer to do. I like to be moving. Um, people down here, they pick you up quicker. If you're walking, I've noticed, especially the Coast Guard in new Orleans, there's so many like beggars, bums, and like that generic homeless sort of thing that everyone like packages into one sort of person. Um, So they package me into that, too, because I'm a dude on the street with a backpack. Um, So just by walking, sort of separate myself from that stigma a little bit. Like, I just appear to be actually more like someone going somewhere. Um, And so I just like to do that in general. I like to be moving. It sucks to be standing somewhere for an hour or two. Um, But yeah, it was humid, sweaty, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, pretty good rides. All the way. Even uh, I got a ride from a guy going to Mobile, Alabama, which cuts right through Biloxi. So that dropped me off in a spot where it should have been another like two hour walk to get where I was going, but I got lucky and got a ride from someone who just dropped me off right at the place. So that's where I was and am now. And just, yeah, making more of these bivvy packs <laughs> and also just designing and thinking about what the next version is going to be and other kind of gear. I got a whole modular sort of mindset going on now as far as separating the warmth of a sleep system and the sort of a rain jacket tarp fly situation and then the actual backpack and everything. I don't know. It's going to be something that's going to be... I'm trying to make it just lighter, more convenient, more compact. That's just what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life, I think. It's just constantly... uh, (laughs) streamlining minimizing what i have without losing the functionality that i need which is you know staying dry warm and happy all the time so i was working on that so i sent out a couple baby packs one went to the united kingdom another one went to australia and i don't know i got some more at the ready so it felt good to get those all packaged up but uh yeah mississippi sucks man I don't know. That's, that's a weird thing to say. I shouldn't say that, but I should say my experience in Mississippi has mostly sucked. How about that? <laughs> and what makes it cool is actually my friends and they're not here. They're out of town. Uh, so that's kind of a been a bummer. Uh, just, yeah, definitely missing them just being in their house on my own. Uh, without being able to hang out. And Bloxy itself is like, there's not too many places. I mean, there's the casino scene, which could be a whole thing with the right people on the right night. That could be awesome, and it has been at times. And there's one good bar down the, the way with good burgers and cheap beers and bartenders at this point. You know my face. Um, a couple little bars, but not really. And I don't know, it's not like... It's not like I go in these bars and I see like <laughs> too many people. I guess I don't know. It's a it's a weird spot. So yeah, and the beer's not great. And I this time in particular, just yeah, this is pr- the brokest I've been without like I don't know anything going in a long time, like several years. Just like like I said, like I had around thirty bucks when I left New Orleans. So obviously I got to eat. So groceries, even just like going down to the bare minimum of ramen and 40 cents for a dozen eggs and all that, you know, just doing the best I can to minimize money and (laughs) minimizing nutrition. But I definitely can't afford any beer. I went the longest I think I've gone without drinking a beer in years, over a week. (laughs) I, Something like 10, 11 days. So finally, I've got a friend who owes me a good amount of money. And every once in a while, he uh, hits me up with a little bit of that. And finally, thankfully, he did uh, just today, which was huge. Because my student loan is an enormous amount of money that I have to pay every month. It's due on the 20th. This is the 16th. So he hit me up. I was able to pay that student loan. And, uh, shit, I got a beer. Let me take a sip. Shitty beer, though. Shitty beer for sure. This is definitely the longest I've gone without drinking good beer. Last good beer I had was in Albuquerque. It's pretty brutal. <laughs> Last good beer I had was in Albuquerque. I don't think anyone's ever said that before. Had to be the first at something. So, ah, yeah, but I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm going to stick around here tomorrow. And then I think the very next day, I'm going to hitchhike towards North Carolina. My brother lives there. I got some family coming down, so I want to go catch up with them. It's, uh, my brother lives there, but for some of my other family, it's a bit of a vacation in a way. So I want to go catch up with them. Um, I'm not sure exactly where route I'll take. I'm going to let the road decide. Obviously hitchhiking here from Biloxi. I got to go through Mobile, Alabama, but then it's either like a North to Atlanta through Augusta kind of situation, or it's all the way I 10 all the way to Jacksonville and up through Savannah kind of thing or to some other random route that happens. But those are the two most likely routes, um, to occur. And either way, it should be a two to three day hitchhike. I think if you were to drive straight, the faster way would be going through Atlanta, which would be about 12 hours. So, yeah, it it all depends on what time of day I get on the road. But yeah, two to three days is probably spot on. Uh, either way, even if I go through Jacksonville, so, we'll see what happens, we'll see what happens, could be interesting, I'm not in a super hurry, I mean, I do want to see my fam, they're only going to be there for a short amount of time, um, and then uh, I might come back here, because my friends will actually be back here in Mississippi, so, we'll see, but I've got uh, another friend from high school, really that I haven't seen since then she lives in Raleigh and is on the travel so might try to catch up with her and company and there's some people along the way there's some other stuff I can make up there's still this looming potential Reno to Connecticut car situation um I don't know if I mentioned that on the last podcast someone wants me to drive their car across the country also an old high school friend but um There was, like, a a deer-smashing incident. It might make that not a reality. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, that's what's happening right now. So... Whew. Not much else to catch you up on. I need to drink some some more beer. That's what's up. I really like good beer, man. (laughs) I just... I just need a little bit more of it in my life so i don't know i'm gonna i'm trying to sell some backpacks here and do some other things and got some more stuff coming through should all work out and uh yeah that's about it um i do have a new mailing list actually that's kind of cool a little bit and uh, there's a dude I met in Alabama Hills in California I was hitchhiking. I wanted to mention him on on the last podcast when I was hitchhiking down from Northern California to South on the 395. I I don't know why someone had told me about Alabama Hills on 395 like this cool little like rocky, red rocky camping area and I was like, "All right, cool, I'll go down that way." Uh, and then this guy picked me up late, you know, we're talking sunset, really, and he picked me up and he was going there too, just to camp. Um, so we ended up like he slept in his car, but like I, I camped right there, but we ended up hanging out, like talking for a while. It was an awesome spot and he does a lot of digital painting and stuff. And anyways, he suggested doing this mailing list thing. Um, Cause I was talking about my blog, Hobo Lifestyle and how I'm a little bit behind if you go to hobolifestyle.com, like I'm finally getting back into it where I'm, I'm writing, I'm going to try to write like once a week, these posts, but these posts are, I'm writing about stuff that happened like three years ago. So it's like actively getting updated again, but it's older content and it's, you know, sometimes it's nice to write about stuff that happened a long time ago. You got perspective, you can foreshadow, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's really nice to write about stuff that just happened. So he suggested this mailing list where it's like maybe once a month, I just kind of hit people up and just write this kind of personal email and say kind of what I just said just now, but in words. And so I'm gonna start doing that. Um, so you can sign up for that. I'll put a link in this episode actually. Uh, but you can also go to hobolifestyle.com and sign up there, and, uh, yeah, basically you'll expect, a uh, kind of a personal little email in your inbox, right around once a month, and I'll just show a little map of where I was, maybe give some little stats, got 15 rides and went 2,000 miles in this last month, and then just, like, a quick, I don't know, four or five paragraphs, but, uh, yeah, what I did, just kind of catch up, and then link to any episodes like this podcast any new blogs uh just sort of like a summary little digest of what i've been up to any projects i'm working on that kind of thing so yeah check that out for sure sign up for that and uh yeah that's about it you guys so yeah nothing else to say i think we covered it all all right well happy days and um Maybe I'll do an episode in North Carolina. Maybe I'll do another episode back here. Maybe I'll do another episode in Costa Rica. We'll, we'll see what this next month brings. It could be a pretty chaotic. All right. Cool, cool. I will see you down the road. With all my shit straight, I'll get my big.